T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you so much for listening you can find the podcast most places you can find podcasts apple Podcasts, radio.com app google play stitcher omni tending to the fan.com uh, you can find us on social media instagram.com slash beers on us is probably the best place to reach us we both have access to that account and we will respond accordingly to DMs or likes or anything like that. Uh, our personal pages, I am at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find us. Uh, we are kind of just going to do a Shoot the S episode today. Woo-hoo! I guess this will be volume two of Two Guys Talking, because we did that a couple two, of months ago. Two guys talking, talking about beer. I'm glad you did it that way, because that was exactly <laughs> like the lounge singery kind of voice yeah, I totally. was thinking when I thought of the name. Now on the main stage, Mike Lynch, <laughs> two what? guys. I wasn't really going strip club, but uh, you know, sure, I'll take my shirt off. Um we got a, a beer in front of us now, and uh, we will have a beer of the week. And, you know, we, we both did some interesting things this week for Week in Beer. We can chat about that. We can kind of just BS about random stuff, talk about the reopening, how it's been going. Uh, so that's just kind of going to be the vibe of the podcast today. Sure. Uh, right now, we got in front of us the plan of the elder. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. No Chris. big deal. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Martin, for yeah. dropping this off for us. Um, Shout out to Chris. He kind of hit me. He texted me the other day and was and, like, hey, man, <laughs> I got some goodies. Uh, and I got a pretty fresh bottle of Pliny. This was brewed at the be- bottled at the beginning of June, so it's within the specs. Uh, and we don't really see these bottles up here. We do not. You see it on draft, but I mean, have you ever seen a bottle? I have seen a okay. bottle. Okay. Uh, I have seen a bottle up here, but um, not frequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't. You know, I don't. I don't know how he got it, but you know, he knows people, so. Well, we know him. Yeah. He knows people. Yeah. So we know people. Yeah. Hopefully I get to, I might be having some beers with him tomorrow. Cool. So hopefully. Um, well, I'm very excited to to drink this during the episode and the beer of the week. I've already gotten a sneak peek of what it is. Very intrigued. Yep. Also another gift from Chris Martin. Yes. He gave us a, a little box or little, I guess little not a care box. Package. Little, little care package. Yeah. Um, and I sent him home with some Breakside beer. Right I also got yesterday. a little care package from uh, listener JR out of Double Mountain. Man, we got good friends. <laughs> we really do. We love you guys. We really appreciate it. Trust us. Uh, I went out to Hood River this weekend for my birthday, um, and uh, I'll talk about that experience generally in a second, but uh, chatted with JR outside Double Mountain. and One uh, of our oldest friends of the podcast. Yes. yes. One of the OG listeners. 
Uh, we uh, interviewed him when we went out mm -hmm. and did our Hood River episode, which I want to say was like episode nine. Yeah, dude. So super early. That was such a good episode. Oh my. It was like two and a half hours long, drinking at Double Mountain, and then our good friends at Freem. Dude, you at the end. <laughs> I should go back and listen to that. Because I, I was tipsy. Yeah. You were just like... Look at that view, man. <laughs> you were looking out the window. We were talking with Justin Walker. And yep. We were out in their little side area, and there yep. was a window looking out at the Columbia. Yep. And you were just like, middle of the interview, man, I just can't get enough of that view. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, we talked about it already. But it's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, my buddy was getting married, so I, was, I wasn't going anywhere. He had got married the day before. Oh, that's so we right, just, yeah. Or was that day? I don't remember. It was that day. Uh, no, it was, the, it was the day before. The day before, and we were already going to stay out there that night. Yeah. So I didn't care if I was, you know, no. 4 o'clock in the afternoon and tanked. It was, uh, you know, just up the hill from where we, where we yeah. were. So yeah. uh, anyway, so he gave me um, four... I believe I'm, I'm pretty sure this is it. I didn't check before I came for 2018 Tahoma Creeks. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, I have tried their creek before. Now sours are not normally my go-to, but uh, I have been getting better about trying them and experimenting with them. And uh, I'm very excited to uh, to have that from 2018. So uh, we can have it now. We can have it in a year or two. Yeah. Um, you know, he said you can age it, you can uh, put it in the fridge when you're ready to drink it. So right now it's just sitting in the pantry. But uh maybe we can pull it out and do a style episode and I'll bring a homeboy in and we can chat uh sours. like barrel aged sours and stuff. Yeah, we could do that. I uh you know, I'm going to give two to you. We got two for me sure, and man. uh we can use one of them to do for an episode. Yeah, absolutely. But uh we got that and then uh maybe a little something in the works for a Ooh, what's in the box number geez. 2 coming Ooh, up. Yeah, a, a a listener of the podcast shall remain nameless. Uh is, as per his request. As per his request or her. Um, and has uh, teased us with a What's in the Box Part 2. And I don't want to ruin anything more than that. No. But it sounds terrifying, yet extremely exciting. It, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it itches, it, it scratches an itch I have had for a while. Okay. We'll that's, kind of the, that. that's kind of the road I was going, we'll but you said it, it way more vague, yeah. which is good. Um, so uh, hopefully that'll be getting to us uh, near future. You know, I'm not going to predict when we're going to do that episode, but at some point soonish, we'll get to that. Be excited. We're excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so the plan of the elder is already delightful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Chris was I like, took like two sips, and I was like, oh. Well, Chris told me he was like, yeah, I had hey, one Russian of these. You want to make a brewery up here? And I thought it was great, and so I figured I'd give you one. I'm interested to see what Mike thinks about it. Uh, it's not often that we get it fresh. I think I've had plenty of the elder before. This yeah. is not my first time having it. I think I think most of the time, I've had it. It's decently fresh, but it's in kegs. The only time I've had like fresh bottles is when I was there. Yeah, same. So this, I had I got it off draft there when I went. Cool, a couple of years ago. So this is quite a treat um, to kind of have, you know. And I I think you know we've gone on at lengths on this podcast about Russian River and this beer specifically and stuff like that and. You know, this beer has a solid place in craft brew history. It is maybe, arguably, legendarily, however you want to say it, the first double IPA kind of really mass produced and kind of put out there. I was I was going to say this might be the most famous IPA series, right? The Pliny series? Yeah, you might be correct. Just generally? Just generally. I mean, I think any craft beer drinker... And definitely any craft beer brewer in America knows what this beer is. Yes. And, you know, some people love it. Some people think it's overhyped and whatever. I just think at the end of the day, it's a damn good beer. Um, it's like California has their Pliny. We have our sticky hands. You know, they're double IPAs that don't taste like double IPAs. Right. 
good hop character, but not overly sweet, not super boozy. I also had a sticky hands this weekend. So I'm getting the best of the both both worlds here with the double IPAs. So that could be a fun question. Like, Sorry, the hop experience ale. <laughs> that could be a fun question. What would you rather drink? Oh, fresh Pliny or fresh uh, sticky hands? Because I've had fresh sticky hands lately. Yeah, I, I think the can I had was within the last month. It wasn't as fresh as I've had it. I, I've had it within like four days of them canning it. Oh yeah, I've had it like day of. Yeah. I actually prefer sticky with like about a week, ten days really? into it. Yep, that's I want to say that's how I like. I want to say mine was two or three weeks. Uh, the the date was a little faded, so I didn't get to see it perfectly. But um, I. Uh, I would say I'd prefer Pliny just because it's harder to get. Um, I can get a sticky hands literally anywhere here. That little kind of chase gives it a little, if it's well, a yeah. tiebreaker sort of thing. Exactly. I mean, they're both very good beers. They're both delightful. I would say um, having this now and having had sticky hands this weekend, I would probably give the edge to sticky hands in terms of my palate mm -hmm. because I like kind of the residual hop character that's in it, mm -hmm. which this doesn't have as much of. Yeah. Um, that's got like... I mean, it's sticky. It's got the kind of like dank stickiness to it, which I do like in my IPA a lot. This is a little bit tamer on that level, at least. Um, so I would say I prefer sticky hands for taste, but because you never see Pliny up here, or you very rarely do, uh, I would prefer Pliny. Uh, if I lived in Santa Rosa, I would say I'd prefer sticky hands because I could get Pliny every day. <laughs> yeah, if if all things are equal for me, uh, I don't know. I might take Pliny over sticky hands. And I think a lot of it has to do with kind of exactly what you just said is Sticky's got that so much more hop character, too, and it's that stanky kind of, you know, weed almost kind of yep. feeling flavor to it, and it lingers, and it kind of coats the palate. It is every hop lover's dream sort of thing. But my palate, I, I think I tend to lean towards the Pliny. I find, especially this one right here, I find it, it's got really nice dry qualities on yeah. the end. It finishes really smooth. It gives me that hop character, but it's not over-dominant. If you put this in a blind taste test, I would never tell you this is a double IPA. No, no, for sure not. The only, I think there's maybe like one second of your sip where you're like, ooh, that's a little stronger, but then it fades very quickly. So yeah, I don't think if you were blind tasting it, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's an IPA, West Coast IPA, bitter, dry, good, solid. Uh, what percentage, what percent is it? Like seven eight, point? Eight percent. Just eight flat? This is eight flat. So sticky, I believe. I yeah. believe they're both eight percent. Um, off yeah. the top of my head. They're just delightful. I never saw this on the bottle before. Respect your elder. Keep cold, drink fresh, do not age. Pliny the Elder is a historical figure. Don't make the beer inside this bottle one. That's <clears> cute. Well, you can see, I mean, some people have like, you know, some people age like 120 minute from Dogfish Head. Why? Which is kind of a weird thing to me. I, everybody does. I think I've got one from 2017 in my cellar that was given to me. Aren't you not supposed to age IPAs because hops start fading sure, over sure, a but, month or two. But and I don't know what it is. It could be just because the the thick malt structure of 120 and the fact that it can be, you know, upwards to 12%, you know, it's like a triple IPA sort of thing. So maybe that's the the fun fair of doing that. Um but I can see people being like, I have a Pliny from 2016. I'll be like, disgusting. <laughs> you know, way to crap all over that beer. Yeah, don't drink it. You'll hate it. Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't age one 20 minute, but it was a gift to me when I left when I left Milwaukee to take over the Slabtown gig. Uh a, a regular Bob gave me uh gave me a like, yeah, it was probably at the time a two-year-old, two-year-old one twenty minute. And I think it's just chilling in my cellar. I should throw it in the fridge and we could try it. Oh boy! Yeah, remember when we did that last time? Yeah, you mean the uh, with the uh, anchor Merry the Christmas. anchor Merry Christmas <laughs> Happy New Year? <sighs> that was rough. That was something. That was something for sure. I don't know if that was beer anymore. It might have just been straight vinegar at that point. But yeah. uh, 
Uh, yeah, don't age your IPAs, folks. Don't do that. Uh, for the first beer of the day on my day off today, this beer is fantastic. Oh, it's hitting the spot. Yeah, I just want something go, fierce. I just want to go drink all day now. Well, guess what? You can sort of, sort of. You yeah. have to come back. And I do have to come back. Actually, do radio. Yeah, we got to talk radio. Uh, I can't drink beer the rest of the day until later tonight. But um, you know, again, radio. Yeah. But uh, I did have this week a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! Whoa. I didn't. I had a Sierra Nevada. Dogfish Head um, oh. collab. Okay. And it was at New Seasons. And um, it was called like Tree of Life or something like that. And it was like, a, it was just an ale brewed with maple syrup. And it was like, a, it was a dark beer. Very like syrupy sweet. I liked it a lot. Nice. I think I've had it once before. But when I saw it there, I was like, have I seen this? I'm going to try it anyway. Revisit uh, that. Very, very enjoyable. Um, two bigger breweries that are, I guess Dogfish Head is not really craft beer anymore. They were bought by Boston Beer Company, but... Yeah, tough to say. Like, technically... They're, I mean, Boston Beer Company is still its own independent craft. Yeah, They're so, just a giant mogul now. Yeah, so technically craft beer. Yeah. But... Uh, Macro, as one would it say, was, it was it was solid. It was a good beer. Well, there's and no it, doubt Dogfish Head's always made good well, beer. And it makes me... I really haven't dabbled in Dogfish Head before. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely enough, even though I grew up in New Jersey and Dogfish Head is Delaware, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I saw it on the shelves. I just never had it. Yeah. I would like to actually try there because they've got what, 30, 60, 90, 120, like all yeah. different IPAs. Mm-hmm. I'd love to just one day try all four of them and just see what the differences are and, and well, kind of go down the line. I've told you the story about how I'd love to sit at a bar. I mean, 120 is not my cup of tea. But I would love to walk in on a full stomach, completely sober, good night's sleep, sit down at a bar, which might never happen again. I just made myself sad. Um, and It'll happen again. And uh, It just might be a while. Just casually drink 120 glasses and see how many I can put down before it's just like lights out. <laughs> I thought you were going to go and say like, have a flight of all four of them and get to compare them like I was no. talking about. No, you just want to get s No, yeah, I was going to sit down and drink as many 10-ounce pours of 120 and just... See where the wind takes me. <laughs> Would you rather do that with 120 or with like Planet of the Younger? Oh, I'd rather do it with Younger. I know that. Yeah. I'd rather do it with Notorious from Boneyard. I'd rather do that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, safe Word from Breakside. I'd rather do that. 120 is just such a beast. What, such I, a beast. What is it about it that makes it so, I don't know, well, beastly? <clears throat> it it it's got a it's got a pretty high malt character to it from my memory. Okay. Because I haven't had it for a couple of years. But if my memory serves me correct, it's got a pretty good malt build to it. Makes it a very heavy beer. Um to where like a notorious is, or younger are similar to this in the sense of it's still kind of a light body. Obviously, just because of your where your original gravity has to start and how to get at the ABV up there, you're gonna have to load it with some malt. Uh 120 just is just too much. Mm. Too much. So me. you're saying it's up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Definitely up your alley more than mine. Malty, heavy, rich. You won't care about the booze flavor. No. No, yeah. I won't. And uh, how many would it take me to go lights out? Oh, man. Full Pro- stomach? Sober? Because I think I can drink... I can probably drink four. And then you're just going to be blackout? No, I... Brown out? I could drink four and then probably be like, whoa, I'm drunk. And then maybe get one more in and then try to do another one and regret it massively the next day. Wake so up I, at I'd, the bar. Yeah, I'd put the Vegas over under at five and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, because well, you said four would be drunk. So if you go over it, is that the line? I know, but I always just know that there's like, I could do one more. Well, that's what you, the over under five and a half is like, I feel like you got to put it at four and a half. Because you're just guessing you could put four down. You don't know for sure. I don't know. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll put it at five. Okay. Although that's not as fun because you can push. That is true. Four and three quarters. <laughs> is that how lines work? Um, you yeah. could probably put down six. Maybe. I I'd mean, put it at five and a half for you for sure. If I'm at four and a half, you're at five and a half. Yeah, I would say full oh, stomach. Maybe six and a half, dude. Who knows? Full stomach, I could do pretty well. Uh, empty stomach, yeah. I mean, it'd no, be like no, no, one. No, I'd be like, Whoop. recipe for disaster. Um, but full stomach, I could really, I can really drink. Like, I have a high tolerance for alcohol and still being functioning as an adult. Yeah. I've never blacked out in my life. Oh, wow. Um, Go Cougs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to say that's for lack of a, for lack of trying. <laughs> I never intentionally set out to black out, but I yeah. had a lot. Uh, I was talking mm -hmm. about this this weekend with somebody. Um, I had a night where I had two Four Locos when I was in college. Whoa. Uh, I remember part of that night, so I did not black out. Okay. Browned out. Yeah, sure. To be fair, there are parts where I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I've gotten really good in my old age. Um, and I'm not talking about the newfangled Four loco with no caffeine in it. Yeah. No. I'm talking about the OG Arizona iced tea-sized death drinks that we got in college. That sometimes we added vodka to. <laughs> I never did that. Well, but... that's what the kids up in Ellensburg did, and that's why there's no caffeine in Four loco anymore. <laughs> okay. They're found in, you know, in a forest, yakking their brains out outside of Cleelum or Roslyn. I don't remember where they were. Okay. Small towns in central Washington. Shout out if you're from central Washington. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Ellensburg because I've looked at a map before. The other two, I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, they're just tiny little, tiny little places. I know there's a town up there that's supposed to be based on like a German city, right? Uh, that would be Leavenworth. That's outside of Wenatchee. Is that a cool place? Off Highway 2. Great, great spot. I've been to Oktoberfest up there a couple times. Really? Yeah, really cool spot. My parents used to take me there um, all the time when I was a kid, and then I went a couple times as an adult to Oktoberfest with a couple of friends. It's awesome. It's a great time. It's right there at the mountains. Um, it 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 looks Bavarian, mm. like it looks like you're in Bavaria, which is kind of cheeky. So we should do an episode at Oktoberfest up there when they do it again. <laughs> It'd be super fun. Yeah, okay. it'd be really cool. Well, let's do it then at sure. some point. Next, sure. Probably next year, 2021. Yeah, is that why when not? things are going to be allowed to happen again? Yeah, and we can either uh, like get an Airbnb or a hotel there, or uh, stay in Wenatchee, which isn't too far away, or uh, get drunk and pass out in our car. I'm going to go ahead and vote for Airbnb or hotel. All right. Well, I sleep in my car frequently. <laughs> I'm six foot four and very big. It's going to be very uncomfortable for me. Uh, I'd like a bed, please. Okay, fair. Um, anyway, so uh, back to the weekend beer. Double Mountain and Freem this weekend. I went out to Hood River for the birthday. First time I've left the Portland metro area since COVID. Uh, so that was a very, very nice little two-hour, hour-and-a-half jaunt out that way. Um Double Mountain was fairly busy. Uh, we didn't eat inside. We, we did the takeout because we wanted to go down and sit by the waterfront. Uh, they built these. Um, they had someone build them these outdoor booths that they were putting in the parking spaces. Oh, okay. And they had, I think, three or four of them when we got there, and, and JR told me they were making more. Those were really cool. So you're outside. Um, you know, they're big booths. And, uh, you know, they had. I didn't, I didn't go inside, so I didn't see how the setup was indoors uh, in terms of, like, the spacing and how busy it was. But there was a wait. Uh, and there was a lot of people there, so, mm. you know, good for them business-wise. Yeah. Um, at least outdoors it looked safe and, and, you know, comfortable. I was comfortable being out there. Again, I didn't see inside, so I can't comment on that. Uh, Freem is still closed. Freem is still just doing takeout only. Um, very easy. You go on a website, you order your beer, you order your food, uh, you wait at the, the window, and they, they call it out for you. Um, I had a IRA and hop line from Double Mountain, and I had a... What's the hop line tasting? Good. Solid. I've really liked that beer. I think it's come a long way yeah. since, it, since its brand was created. I think it's better than it was when I first tried it, for sure. And then I had a Hellas and a, of course, Imperial 
bourbon barrel aged stout from uh, Freem. That's how you do it. Um, they, These guys love their barrels. They had the, uh, whatever their smaller bottles are, the ones that have the barrel aged stuff mm-hmm. in it, they had the prices on them and it was like $14, $14, yeah. $15. And then that one was nine. And I was like, I'm going to get that one. <laughs> Value shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's like $9 for 9.5%. Let's go. Let's go. $1 per percent. <laughs> um, so those are the four beers I had while we were out there. We just went to Waterfront Park down there, which is one of my happy places in the state. Mm-hmm. I love sitting out there. It's so it's peaceful. It's beautiful. Um, again, it was, I, I would say, fairly busy. I mean, it wasn't like packed mm-hmm. we had plenty of space around us where we we're sitting in, on on the lawn i suppose or in, in the grass i mean but there were people all over the place obviously people were doing the water sports uh, it was a windy day um it was sunny out there where it was cloudy out here so it was beautiful um it was just nice to go somewhere man yeah i was just like can i do something anything for my birthday it's like oh let's go to hood river okay let's do it it's fun nice I spent some time. I in... did not go to Ferment, but it looks like they may have extended a little bit. Mm, the like building open looks, it up. The building looks giant now. Okay, so I didn't go in. I saw people there, but also another option. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was down in uh, Newburgh and Dundee this weekend mm-hmm. on a little wine excursion with my girlfriend and her parentals. Fun, fun. Um, I had dinner at this place right outside of Dundee. Drank a bottle of wine. I had some beer at home. But it was you know non-sexy wander jack from breakside wink wink and uh and then went wine tasting at bergstrom the next day and that was really cool because like i've i'm in a point now where if i'm gonna go out i want to be outside it makes me feel the safest just what the is. distancing and all that kind of stuff and it does not the virus does not last outdoors like it does indoors yeah and and as somebody that works indoors i already kind of Feel that just naturally. We all, as employees, I'm sure any any brewery, winery, restaurant in this town or in America that's doing it, well, maybe not in America, you weirdos, uh, feels that little bit of like pressure being inside that you're kind of constantly surrounded um, by a potential threat. So outside has made me feel real comfortable. And we were inside one of their how one of their uh, main houses. We we're at Bergstrom Winery. Uh, and but they had like double doors open on both sides and it was kind of breezy and wind was just kind of flowing through the place the whole time. That was really nice. Mm. That made me feel good. Was it busy or no? Uh they did pri- it was private. Okay. So it was just the four of us and the person and and like a curator. Yeah. And what they usually do is this is what the curator was telling me is telling us is they they usually like your group sits down and they just pour tell you a quick blurb about it and then walk away and you just like hang out. Yep. And that's kind of traditional wine tasting. This time, the curator was with us the whole time and just kind of told stories, and all the wines were placed out at first. I've experienced so that not, as well, yeah, even so before the, COVID. Yeah, and I think so there's not a server coming by. That's another contact sort of thing, and and, and it was really nice. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, but what was funny was when we left dinner the night before, because we'd stayed in Newburgh the night before, uh, we were driving back, driving back to our Airbnb, and we passed by a bar, and I made the joke to my girlfriend. I was like, Hey, you want to stop and have a drink at the bar? And I was kind of half serious, you know, because it was like, oh, right, we're in Newburgh. Everything's super loose down here. Nobody cares. Drove past the bar, some dive bar on the strip in Newburgh. Newburgh, absolutely packed. Oh, boy. No masks, no people. And we were like, nope. And just <laughs> kept on driving. <laughs> Went to the Airbnb. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Serious question. Bars are not allowed to be open, even in phase two. Yeah, right? bars can be open. You just can't sit at the bar. 
that seems to defeat the purpose. Yes, but you can have table spread. I mean, it's just like a brewery. You know, I mean, you don't have to eat right. food if you're going to But a I'm brewery. thinking of a small dive bar, which is the size of a closet. Well, this dive bar looked pretty big. They okay. had, like, pool tables and stuff, so it okay, looked like a right. decent-sized dive bar. All right, all right. But still, there were people everywhere. Like, you want to share some pool cues with people? No. no <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Um, and I've been going on some drives. Like, I've, I've been loving going out 30 to, like, Cornelius Pass Road, out past Burlington, and then just driving up through, like, Skyline and through Forest Park and all that just when it's nice out because it's something to do. Kind of coming out my neck of the woods Yeah, a maybe bit. stop at the cemetery at the top of the hill and just have a beer and look at the view sort of thing. And I passed by a How bar. How very metal of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I passed by a bar. Well, it's really gorgeous up there. I passed by a bar on 30, kind of before Burlington. I don't really know exactly what, what you would call that. Oh, like Linton, like that kind of area. And I looked in and for sure saw like five people sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't do that, man. You're not allowed to do that. That's not safe. Yeah, Fauci said the bars are like the worst. Well, yeah. Because the one... <laughs> hey, go get a drink. Oh, right. But the... Sort of in that respect, alcohol lowers your inhibitions. Sure. So you might be at the beginning being safe, being distant, but the second you start getting drunk, yeah. hey, hey, clap buddy. them on the back, Some... you know, lean on the bar, touch everything. You're indoors. Yeah. You're close space. Yep. You know, that's why there's there's uh, these reports that the COVID is spreading among bar people like every like fifty people at one bar all got it. Yep. Like in Wisconsin or something. Yep. You're like, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I was serving a dude the other day. It was, you know, he got in line. He was like, Hey man, hey man, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. He was like, What should I get? I was like, well, What kind of beer are you like? I hate that that question. Hey man, what should I get? I'm like, I don't know. I think this. I think this quick lunch session stout's pretty good. And they're like, I don't want that. And you're like, well, you didn't tell me anything. So what do you want from me here, dude? I think this farmhouse collab we did with Upright is excellent. Ugh, I don't want that. Well then, dude, figure it out. So I was like, what kind of beer are you like? And he's like, I want this. I want this. And we talked for a little bit. Got him the beer he wanted. He tasted. I was like, what do you think? He was like, that is awesome, man. Thank you so much. Put up his hand to give me a high five. And I was like, uh. And he was like, what, you going to leave me hanging? And I was like, yeah, man, I don't touch people. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And I was just like, you guess? Like, yeah, bro, I'm not touching you in any way, shape, or form. Like, I didn't want to touch you before COVID, let alone do I want to touch you now. That is strange. I think I think there are some people who are just denying that it's real. I think there's other people who are having a really hard time breaking old habits like that. I know. Where it's, it's tough. like, handshake, oh, wait. High five, oh, wait. I know. I don't know the last time, you know, like, you know. There's a pressure, though. dabs to people or something, There's you a know? pressure when someone puts their hand out that you're like, oh, God. Yeah. I have to do this, but if someone I put, shouldn't do this. Oh, someone puts, maybe it's just because I'm in the pub all day, but someone puts their hand out to shake. I'm like, hey, man, not going to do that. Yeah. Well, when I got into my. I don't even my, hand things to people. I set it on a, on a surface of some sort. When, I'm like, thank you. When I got into my minor car accident, the guy shook my hand afterwards and it was this like moment of like it was very cordial, like no right. one was overly angry. It's a respect thing. And he, I was like, I had the the three second thought. I was like, okay, fine. And I shook his hand, and then I was like, sanitizer, sanitizer, <laughs> sanitizer. Um, but it was like that is a connection that we've lost with this, which yep. sucks because I mean I'm a hugger. Me right? too. Like I go in for hugs, hugs on everybody, even if it's like a somewhat new person. I'm like, bring it in here, come yep. on. And you can, I mean, God, handshake. Talk about the worst thing is a hug. Right. Mouth getting near their face, yep. over their shoulder. 
droplets everywhere. Oh, and I'm all about I'm all about the like high five into the into the pound and then bring yeah, it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. All right. Let's get to the beer of the week. Um this plenty was delightful. I already yeah. finished my half yep. glass. Super happy. Uh beer of the week I'm very intrigued by. And uh it is a collaboration. Mm-hmm. And we will tell you what it is next. Beers on us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time. It's not actually a bottle that we poured. Patrick already opened the can. I just want to do sound effects. Yeah. Uh, here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Nice different color in the beer that we have yes. in front of us. Can I see the can, sir? Yes, you can. This is a very cool can. I didn't know if you were going to read it or not. No, you. I thought you wanted to read uh, it. That's why I was handing it to you. Oh, I like to. I'm selfish. <laughs> Uh, what the, are we drinking, the sir? The Beer of the Week is another gift from our good friend Chris Martin. I felt it was uh, worth visiting because I think you and I both really like this style. Yep. This is a style I used to be scared by because of the name. Yep. And it's something that I've always really enjoyed. This beer is a collab between Ex Novo what, and, what? and Upright Brewing. What? What? Some big players in the scene. They're actually just down the street from each other. So there you go. I wonder if they rolled kegs to each other. I'm Maybe. joking. That would be a nightmare crossing Broadway. <laughs> I don't <laughs> the know. Homeless where people at the park across the street from Ex Novo on Flint might steal that from you. Not for the beer. But for the scrap metal. Where? What is this, Mad <laughs> They're Max? like, guys, how do we get the beer out of this to make this lighter? <laughs> so Just push the ball, like the ball bearing in the top. Because that's where like the, yeah. you, you couple the Sankey and then you engage it and it pushes that down and then pulls the beer out of it. But if you don't have like a Sankey or a... Or a you know party pump or whatever, and you just push that ball bearing down, it will literally just shoot foam at you. So I'd love to see like a homeless guy. How do we get rid of this? And he's just holding it while it's just spraying him, just so he can turn in the metal to get some his crack money. What is this, Mad Max? Are we just gonna start building like weird spiky <laughs> shoulder pads for no reason, just because it looks cool? Maybe. Well, coincidentally enough, I didn't even think of this as I was talking about. Um, homeless people and scrap metal. Uh, this beer is called Upright Citizens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it is a 5.4% extra special bitter, uh, also known as an ESB. Yes, not very bitter normally. Um, Chris, no, well, especially when you live on the West Coast and IPAs are just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> True. Um, Chris and I are both big fans of ESBs, and he knows I'm a huge fan, and I think through the podcast he knows you are too, so this was kind of a, a no-brainer. I actually hadn't seen this on the shelf. I have not seen it Which kind of surprises me, because if I saw... Any, and maybe I just wasn't wasn't looking, or I haven't really been out as much. You know, I go to Bridgetown sometimes once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Whereas that used to be like a multiple time a week something. Yeah, totally. You. And I'd peruse the cooler all the time, and now I feel like I'm just like looking quickly for what's new, and it's not in the IPA section, so maybe it doesn't care. I don't even know if they have it. E- either way, I'm really excited to drink this beer. These are two great breweries. Um, I have always been a huge fan of Ex Novo, and I think the absolute world of Alex at Upright. And uh, I imagine this was brewed at Ex Novo, being that it's clearly an Ex Novo-style design it is, on the it can. Is, it is. Um, and it does say brewed and packaged in Portland, Oregon, exnovo.com, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I love this style of beer. I just I just think it's... This, this really kind of hits... We've talked about this. It's a great starting beer, I feel like, for people because it's I'd a agree. solid middle ground. You got a good malt character. There is a little bitterness in it, of course, 
or else the name wouldn't say bitter in it. It's kind of a good mix between the the different styles of beer. And it's uh, it's a higher quality, more nuanced beer than, say, an amber. But it gives you a lot of the same um, kind of neutral. I don't know. Neutral is not the right word. Uh, kind of middle ground flavors yeah, that allow people to kind of get into the beer, t- yeah, beer it, style. It's got good malt character to it. You know, it's got some traditional style. You know, it's one of it's if you know, if not the English style, you know, maybe maybe a brown is up there with it or well Newcastle brown ale. Yeah, it's sort of thing. Maybe a brown is a, is a is a super popular style over there. I mean, let's not forget they did create IPAs, but let's be real, nobody wants to drink their IPAs. Um yeah, I just I I think this is they're always lower in alcohol percentage. This is 5.4%. Um actually a little higher than I thought it would be to be honest with you. Ditto, 5.4. Ditto. You know, but we've had on this podcast we've had ferment CSB, you know, I I love I think Natalie up at Decom just brewed ESB for the breakside on Decom. I'm really excited to try that because that's usually a, a a really great interpretation of the beer. Uh, Berlick used to do an ESB drink. They used to do a fresh hop ESB, which I really loved from them as well. Uh, it's it's just an e. This is like, hey Berlick drink. Do you want to bring it back? <laughs> fresh hop ESB. That sounds yummy. Oh, that sounds great. Um, it, to me, this is the kind of beer like when I run into a lot of brewers. You know, and they they all want to drink lagers. They want to drink something that's light and crisp and refreshing. Low ABV. This is my version of that. I love to drink an ESB because I still get good body. I love bitterness, which is hence why I tend to be a staunch IPA drinker. And it's usually tends to be just fairly smooth. And it makes me feel a little pinky up for drinking, you know, old school traditional Well, the body, not just drinking progressive new wave West Coast clear IPAs, right? With Simcoe and Strata and, you know, all these cool new hops, HBC 962, and you're like, whoa, hey, man, I'll just have this ESB. <laughs> this is a great mouthfeel beer. It is super rich in the middle of your palate, uh, which is really hitting me where I like beer. It's like, it's got like a, I mean, that's the breadiness of it. The mm-hmm. breadiness really comes through in the middle, and it's got a great bitter back end of the palate. This is a really this is this is an ESB taken up a notch in my opinion because it's like you get the bready maltiness that you normally get, but there's depth to it more so than other ESBs than we've had recently. Um, great and absolutely I, great. I don't think the bready or biscuitness is too overpowering either. No, because it gets cut by the bitterness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's really easy to make this beer and the malt be a little too pronounced. You know, maybe like a like a like a Vienna lager sort of thing where it's just kind of like that is clearly the malt and that is clearly the direction of this beer this has that kind of nice mid palate i mean you're right the mouthfeel is great it has that nice mid palate biscuity bready yep. toasty malt kind of thing but finishes clean and gives you that little almost a touch of spicy there's something i'm not sure the best way to describe it other than foamy when you first take the sip it like bursts in your mouth um, I don't know what that could be characterized in a more correct beer term, but it's like, it, it really just kind of like the second you take a sip, it's like, it's, it feels like it's foaming in your mouth mm-hmm. and then the breadiness really comes in and then the bitterness comes in. So I don't know what would be a smarter way to describe that, but that's how it feels to me. It's think, almost like, <clears throat> again, it's for lack of better terms, when you drink champagne and you take the initial sip and it's just like, poof, right. This is kind of what, what's happening to me with this mm, beer. I like that. I like that. Bubbly. Crisp. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's crisp necessarily. That's not the word I'm thinking of. Right, it, bubbly. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, though. Like, I just don't know what it is that creates that sensation, or if it's just 
a, a combination of things. I yeah. Um, I want to go find more of this. Um, I think, you know, I've 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 been on record on this podcast that if we're not talking West Coast IPAs, you know, I I love the Hellas style. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the ESB style. I've got a soft spot for alts if they're done correctly. Um, but this, I think, this is my go-to style, non non hoppy. If you're going for something maltier, you if go I'm for going, the ESB. if I'm going for something not hop driven, is what I would say. So what you're saying is we should do an ESB episode. <sighs> Because there's some well, good ones I, on the market. I think we've talked about this. I don't think we can ever run into a time in which there are like five different ESBs on the market at once. Well, I know for sure Ferment always has one out in their bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, you're right, though. It's like, yeah. what? I guess maybe we can just try to time it to when there's a couple mm-hmm. and just go grab them. Like, we make an ESB, but it's always only draft. And it's usually a small batch of decum, three barrels. And it usually... Get served at Deacon in Milwaukee for like three weeks and then it's gone. And I think that's how most people do it. I mean, I think it's a bold move on Ex Novo and Upright to can an ESB. However, is it really? However, it's going to stand out. I think you've got two reputable breweries in this town. Like we have a collab with X with uh, Upright right now that's on draft at uh, Slab Town, Five Flavors. It's like a farmhouse ale that we did a secondary fermentation and pumped some lager yeast into it. Uh, and that's going to go into cans, but that's crazy. Like, what? You're going to put a farmhouse sale in cans? You're going to put an ESB in cans? But you attach Ex Novo and Upright. I mean, it's really cool that they're neighbors. I mean, they are so close to each other. They're, Ex Novo is closer to Upright than they are to Ecliptic. Really? I don't know where Upright is. I mean, it's cutting hairs. It's uh, it's across the street from the Moda Center. Oh, really? In that little triangle right there uh, where Weedler and uh, yeah. Broadway, Broadway meet. Yeah, yeah in, in the basement of that restaurant. What's that restaurant called? I never remembered. And uh, uh, so their neighbors. Dr. Jacks? Are you talking about that? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm not okay. talking about Dr. Jacks. Um, but you see the can. I mean, first of all, the label art looks great. You see Ex Novo and Upright. You give it a. Sh- you're like, okay, okay, this must be a good beer. But I always feel like every time you collab with Upright, it, it piques my interest. It's like, okay, you did a beer with Upright. Yeah. It's probably not going to be an IPA. Probably not going to be a stout. Mm-hmm. Your initial, it's going to have the European flair to yeah, it. Yeah, your initial thought is like, okay, like a farmhouse, a Belgian, you know, German lager, something yep. like that. You're kind of like, okay, it's got to be something like that. It's an ESB? Which does kind of fit upright a little bit. It's not exactly... Still a traditional style. Yes, and traditional those, style, and European style. those guys are style. fantastic at traditional styles. Um, and Ex Novo's been... Really pushing boundaries lately with what I've been seeing. Their 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 canning is like super unique flavors that they're putting out there. They're just kind of going balls to the wall and just saying, agree. "Hey, we're gonna just do this." So it's kind of a ex novo going. This is a style that we haven't. I'm assuming haven't done too often. Upright going. Well, this traditional style. It follows our core beliefs. Let's do it. This is delightful. It's one of the better ESBs I've had in the city for sure. I agree. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You're gonna go find it. The bottom of the can. Oh my gosh. The bottom of the can says bitter is the new hazy. Good. Is that not awesome or what? I hope that you are correct. Whoever put that on the can. <laughs> I hope that you are correct. All right. That's going to do it for us today. The ex novo upright brewing standing upstanding citizen. Upright citizens. Upright citizens is uh, a delightful ESB for beer of the week. 
If you've had this, let us know what you think. You can DM us, Instagram.com slash beers on us. Personal pages, at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter is me. Patrick is at PDD085 on Instagram. Last show tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Thursday night, 7 p.m. Last Patrick live Instagram Facebook show. Go check it out. By the way, is Upright just going to collab with everyone these days? Sure, this why not? This is such a rad thing for me. Why not? Because they, their their beers are so great, and they're such, fa- they're such fantastic people. And this will help them branch out a little bit, too, because they're going to... Kind yeah. of enter other spheres, you know, and right? they got this small little basement sort of brewery tap room, and you know they don't produce a ton of barrelage, but what they do is maybe pound for pound the best brewery in the in the state. I mean, like I I firmly believe that. Now, upright, they do IPAs, they do all different styles, but their their niche are not what like the general consumer wants. But I still think, despite them being a very small barrelage brewery. I think they could be pound for pound the best brewery in the state. Well, what were they ranked? Number two, number three on that list we brought up? Yeah, maybe. Uh, the Oregonian list. I think it was really high. Yeah, I so. don't remember. Well, they should be high. If I know. They're it's not, just, if, if they're not high, then you're not drinking their beers, I just, their I, beers and you're high. I, I need to. Well, that's probably true. I do need to get into Upright more because I really haven't experimented with their beers that often. Yeah, so. I don't know if they're open right now. That'd be an interesting one. But I will go there with you any day of the week. Let's do a long location there. Sure. When we are allowed to do things again. Sure. Uh, absolutely. All right. I love this brewery. And this beer is fantastic. Well it's done, so good. Guys. Very, very good. Thank you, Chris, for bringing it to us and exposing us to the brilliance that is this collaboration. Um, like I said, we're going to do another What's in the Box coming up somewhat soonish. That's uh, on the docket. Um, I know we talked a big game because Multnomah was opening that we were going to go back out on location. I have a feeling that's not exactly ready to happen Everybody's yet. still a Based little... Based on what we've seen. Everybody's a little hesitant. Yeah, I mean, understandably so. So, you know, the numbers in this state are not skyrocketing like other states. However, they have gone up. So I understand the pause and the patience that we need to have for that. Um, I saw uh, we got a suggestion in the DMs uh, from Taylor of a potential podcast episode as well. Um, that was a, like a tasting room, but based on the beers that we couldn't get enough of. Oh yeah, instead of yeah, new beers, yeah. um, the "I Can't Quit You, Babe" yes, episode. Yes, uh, we could. I'm <laughs> to certainly from Willie Dixon slash Led Zeppelin slash Willie Dixon wrote that song. Yeah, Led Zeppelin stole it probably. <laughs> um, like they did a lot. Not of probably. They for sure. Yeah, I still like them. Still, still really music. good. Plant kills the vocals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, we'll probably do that soon too. That was pretty fascinating. Yeah, to that's me. a it's good like idea. I like that. Beers that we just can't stop picking up. Yeah. Um, I'll bring in like summer from Fremont and I might re- I and... might rebring in the correspondence export yeah. stout or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that, um, that could be really fun. So that'll probably be coming up on the docket as well. We don't really plan too far ahead at the moment because we can't. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and seeing what comes up week to week. But uh, that'll be coming up at least in the next month or so. And um, you know, we are getting close to our two year anniversary. Which we were supposed to have something special, which we'll have to push back at this point, I imagine. But yeah, uh, probably. Um, we won't share that yet because it is quite cool. And when that does happen, that would be very, very cool to have. Um, anyway, uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. It helps. And download the ones you haven't listened to yet because the downloads help as well. And uh, let us know what you think of the episodes lately. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Trey says... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.